What is up, everybody? Uh, we are back with another episode of the Late Night Mike and Mike Show. I'm one of your co-hosts. I am your co-host, Michael Westbrook, and I'm with other co-host, Dallas Mike. Hey, everybody. Um, you know, I think, Michael, we will eventually figure out how to get ourselves, you know, into, you know, starting our episodes. I always feel awkward saying it every time, and I don't know why. But anyway, um, so... Real quick, let me recap. Let me bring up kind of our schedule for today's episode, and then I know Michael, you said you wanted to bring in a little thing. I don't yeah, know just what it is. Uh, I want to. I want to plant a seed in the minds of people, and uh, I wouldn't mind hearing from our our fans on Twitter, uh, Instagram, stuff like that over this. But go ahead, let's let's hear the breakdown of the show. Okay, so we're gonna be talking about preseason week two. Um, we're going to be talking about favorite games, what we looked for. You know, we kind of talked about what we were looking for uh, with some QB competitions, uh, some rookies, uh, things like that. What we were looking for and did we get those things? Um, and if we didn't, you know, then we're going to segment in over to preseason week three. We're going to talk about favorite co games. Uh, did we get what we were looking for in week two? Um, did those other pieces keep going at what they built on? And we're also going to talk about how some competitions for QB spots are over. Um, we'll take a quick break, then we'll talk about rookie QBs, and then our then we'll bring up a little bit about our fantasy league, uh, and then fantasy injuries updates, and then in our fantasy league specifically, uh, trades that have been made uh, that have really affected the entire league as a whole and moved people up and down in the rankings, uh, just on projections. So, uh, Michael, I will turn it over to you to see what you know what this surprise is. Okay, so. For those, you know, those of you uh, who remember, and it wasn't last week's episode, it was, I think, the week before that, where we talked about uh, our fantasy draft. So some of y'all remember, I drafted J.K. Dobbins, and J.K. Dobbins is now out for the season, and I already had a hole in my running back. So I read this article today, and I was like, oh, oh wow, okay, this could be interesting. Todd Gurley says he's interested in joining the Ravens. And I was kind of like, oh, well, I mean, that that could change some things. He's a free agent. He could sign. Um, how much is it actually going to help? I mean, like, I wouldn't consider it a long-term fill because, you know, J.K. Dobbins will be back. But, I mean, for the short term, um, you know, he, he would still be a viable option to run in tandem with Gus Edwards. I mean, yeah, what, what no, do you... that would be that would be interesting uh we'll definitely have to talk about that in our last segment but that i did not hear about that nor did i read that um but that is really cool that is interesting yeah so it's kind of one of those things where i was sitting there and and you know we'll, we'll talk about this later where you know i've now since to replace jk dobbins but i was sitting there thinking i was <laughs> like man i mean that's uh that'd be that'd be pretty cool because i mean gus edwards i think you know he still he would still have a way to you know he, he'd still get some touches still you know still be useful but uh for some of you fantasy guys if y'all if y'all got a hole there just think about this let us know uh hit us up on twitter and instagram and uh let it let us know your thoughts do you do you think that the raven should pick up todd Gurley? yeah definitely hit us up on those uh social medias um we'd love to hear your guys's thoughts on that one because yeah fantasy is a fun thing to talk about with a lot of people because everybody's got their own little feelings um but segmenting into our preseason week two um i don't know if you have the schedule pulled up for what happened uh teams that won you know blah 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 
what what did you think uh what did you see you know what you know did you have a favorite game you know so i mean i know this is kind of a topic we've we've kind of harped on and a lot of it honestly was just interesting because when i was watching i wanted to see the rookies and kind of how they're Mm -hmm. doing um and you know sometimes they're just going to have bad games right they are rookies for a reason it is preseason sometimes you see a glimpse uh, you know second string backups or sometimes you see some of the starters in the later games uh or you know they might play a couple snaps you know here and there you know stuff like that um so i think kind of the big one um i i really kind of enjoyed getting to see uh trey lance get some reps in you know we saw jimmy g for you know a set of outings there uh but he went like eight for 14 with like 100 yards two touchdowns and interception so, I mean, you know, again, not necessarily like it's coming out and it's like, oh man, like, you know, this is setting the, the pace uh, for later or whatever. But I mean, you know, we, we got to see some good action from him. Um, you know, we got to see a little bit of Demo, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, a little bit of Muhammad Sanu, um, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kyle, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, uh, while you're talking, I'm going to look up how to say his last name. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't fully know how to say it, but I mean, we we got a pretty decent look uh, at some of these people. And so that was kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, hey, look, good, good look for Trey Lance, uh, where even if he doesn't start super early, you know, and get that takeover uh, that some people are wanting, I think, it, you know, it kind of it instills at least a little bit of confidence week two wise to be like, oh, okay, hey, look, like he's getting a little bit of grasp of the system. Uh, you know, he's feeling comfortable. Uh, you know, he had a, he had a pretty decent amount of, um, you know, completions to attempts, which I think is just kind of one of those things that, you know, when you're looking at a rookie that, you know, that's kind of one of those things you want to see versus, Mm -hmm. you know, when we, uh, when we got to see the, uh, bills and bears game, it was interesting to see Mitch Trubisky kind of, you know, kind of like go off and you're like, okay, well, he didn't do that when he was with the bears. And then, uh, you know, we saw a little bit of Andy Dalton. We saw some of Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields' run game doesn't look half bad. I'll give him that. Uh, but that was that was kind of one of those weird games, I got to be honest, though, with seeing Mitch Trubisky play. And it's kind of like, okay, well, you were a starter, and we know you're not the starter in Buffalo. But, I mean, I don't know. Just the whole the whole thing there, That was I thought it was kind of funny seeing him like, it was almost like he was like, haha, like, look what you guys missed on. But it's it's also kind of like, well, joke's on you because you, you're you not Jake Allen or jo- yeah. uh, whatever. Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah, Josh Allen. And I'm just like, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those weird deals for me, at least, where I don't know how you felt about it. But I was just kind of like, I don't know. Felt like maybe he no, tried I... hard a little bit. Yeah, no, I... I... It was an interesting game. I liked it was so that was a good game to watch because everybody talked about last season, you know, hey, dude, what are you guys going to do if Josh Allen gets injured? You don't have a real backup, you know, um, and they solved that problem. They got Mitchell Trubisky, you know, who everybody was like, I mean, I guess you solved the problem kind of, you know, but will it work out, you know? So and I think it's really good to see Mitchell Trubisky is able to come out on a team that has targets, that has a good coach and come out and do a really solid job. I will not sugarcoat it. He did a really great job at running that offense. Um, I've never hated Trubisky. I always felt bad for him. Uh, pretty much anybody that gets stuck on the bears. I just feel bad because a lot of times it just doesn't work out for him. Um, I don't know why it's not the players. It's just, 
I don't know what their system is, why it doesn't work, but I mean, it's good to see that Mitchell Trubisky is able to be a, a solid looking backup in case Josh Allen gets hurt, you know? So I, um, I do so want to throw this thought. out for Buffalo. Um, so they have two other backups. So they got Jake Fromm, which everybody mm-hmm. knows, a uh, great player from Georgia, right? Um, yes. So, I mean, that was interesting. And then somebody that, unless you're from Texas, you may not necessarily know this, but they've got Davis Webb. Um mm-hmm. Played at Texas Tech. He's actually not, he's from not far from uh, where I am uh, out in Prosper, Texas. So it's just kind of one of those interesting things. Uh, I believe he was drafted by the Giants originally. <clears throat> Obviously, we all kind of know that the ordeal there with the Giants. Um, so he was probably never really going to see any time there. But I mean, the fact that they also have those two guys that are still young, uh, Davis Webb is 26. And, you know, Jake Fromm is only uh, 23. So, I mean, they still got some young guys that they can, you know, build behind. God forbid anything ever did happen or, you know, um, you know, they just need those those backups there. But, I mean, they're they're not in a horrible situation in comparison to, like, say, the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, Dallas fans. But behind Dak Prescott, you have nothing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, there's definitely teams in the league that have got that solid QB room going on where if somebody goes down, you have a backup and you have a backup for the backup. Um, you know, we, we saw last year, it didn't work out in, you know, in Dallas. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see this year because, you know, we're already seeing him kind of struggle with that shoulder injury that Dallas is being very cryptic about. Um, you know, they're trying to hold him back. And then Dak's out here on social media saying, I'm hundred percent. I'm good to go. I don't know why they're stopping me from playing. Um, you know, and so that's, that's very interesting. Uh, whereas you get teams like, like Buffalo, like, uh, even the bears, I guess we could add in there, you know, that have that have those options at QB in case somebody gets injured. Uh, so it is, it is interesting. Um, but you know, some teams just run and hope that they don't have that problem, you know? Well, so one thing I want to point out, at least for the Cowboys last year was they planned on having Andy Dalton as a solid backup. And then mm-hmm. it just happens to be two kind of freak accidents happen, and you have to deal with it. The Cowboys now have Ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush, and Garrett Gilbert. And if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I mean, you know, Garrett Gilbert, uh, you know, came out of the University of Texas at Austin. Um, you know, historically, you typically get some pretty decent quarterbacks out of there. Uh, and, you know, it's just kind of one of those things I was like, okay, well, you would think that, you know, if you're the Cowboys and what you experienced after last year where your main quarterback goes down and then you lose your, you know, a good backup, uh, I feel especially coming off an injury like that, where if you really plan for Dak to be your long-term future, I feel like if he gets in, you know, has any type of injury, you at least want somebody solid in there that you can rely on. And it just seems like they're just really banking like, oh, well, last year was a freak accident for him couldn't happen twice like it didn't happen to Romo with all of his injuries I just feel like they should probably have planned better but I mean like even even look at the Eagles uh you know Eagles obviously they primarily plan on having um Jalen Hurts right but even they have Joe Flacco in the backup and then having just traded for Gardner Minshew uh which I realize you know that's you know kind of week three news but at the same time I mean it's just They're, I mean, it's one of those things where they're obviously planning, you know, like, hey, uh, Joe Flacco's older, whatever, you know, well, let's let's make sure we have some, you know, some safety net there. 
Okay, you know, you've got Cam Newton in uh, up there in Boston, up there for the Patriots. But then you've got Mac Jones. And then worst case scenario, you've got Brian Hoyer, who was, yep. a, you know, uh, I think he was the lead quarterback in Houston for at least a couple seasons um, before Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I think he was the, the starter in Houston for at least a little bit. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those weird things where it's almost like, okay, some of these teams, I I think, are instilling too much confidence uh, in the and you know in some of the abilities to not get hurt. Yeah, I mean injuries are a part of the game, sadly, and uh, you know we're just gonna have to hope that they don't that they don't get injured, you know, because then they have to deal with that problem. Uh, but I will say there are there are a few good, really good backup QBs in the in the league that really want to play and that don't want to be a backup, and uh, they could very well trade midway through season uh, if necessary. Um, but just to kind of continue talking about the game, you know, the Bills versus the Bears, um, I've got a funny, a funny uh, question for you. Uh, I thought it was kind of hilarious, um, but I'm going to first say my real thought on it. I think Justin Fields did, did decent. I definitely think his first outing was a whole lot better. I do not think he played well um, against the Bills. Um, maybe they're actually, you know, just a better team than they played the week, you know, during week one of preseason. Uh, I have no idea. But, you know, Justin Fields came out and said after week one, you know, he said, he said, you know, I thought it was going to be a lot faster pace. Um, you know, it felt really slow to me. And uh, so this is my funny comment, my funny thought. I I, out, I laughed out loud when I saw him get, get hit, like on that sack. I thought it was absolutely hilarious because I saw so many memes about it before I had gotten to watch the game where they were just like, is this fast enough yet for you, Justin Fields? And so I just thought it was funny, you know. Um, I'm glad he's not hurt, but you know, it's, it's funny just one you of those say reality that. checks that these young QBs got to be ready for, you know, because a lot of them get cocky and a lot of them get hurt real quick because they don't realize what, what, you know, what the league's going to bring. And then, um, you know, it just leads into problems for him, but I'm it's, glad he wasn't hurt, but I don't think he did well that, that game. Yeah. So it's funny you say that about that meme. Cause there was one that I saw that, uh, had like SpongeBob and it looked like oh, he yeah. was the one tackling Justin Fields. And it said, can you feel it now, Mr. Fields? And I was dying laughing. I was like, oh, my God, what? Yeah, um, it was, there were some funny memes coming out of that. But I mean, what I do mean, you think of Justin Fields' performance before we move to a different game? So my my deal with this is, is okay, it, it's a culmination factor. But when I lay these out, you're probably going to be like, okay, that's a reasonable thought process. Okay, number one, it is the Bears we're talking about here, okay? And you're yes. playing against the you're playing against the Bills. I don't I don't care if we're talking about like oh well the Bills had some you know their second third string whatever. I mean like let's be honest. I mean Buffalo really has been stepping it up, uh, and you know they are really trying to win, a, you know a a ring. And so I think it's oh, reasonable yeah. that a lot of these guys are also trying to go out there to show like hey I should make this fifty three man roster. So I think you've got yeah. that going on, number one. Number two, we are talking about a rookie, and then you throw in a rookie in Chicago versus the Bills. And it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, like, it, you know, it, it's definitely a different system, especially when you go from being like, okay, I'm Ohio State, and I'm at the top, versus now you're like, okay, I'm at the top level, obviously, because I'm in the NFL, but, like, I'm not on the best team possible. So, you're, you know, you're going to have some inconsistencies that you know that are going to happen um and it's it's not like he just has what i would like to call an abundance of threats that he's looking for uh yeah. i mean like he's got he's got some good people but i mean it's just 
it's not like you know he's got like top tier weapons that you know you would expect like with tom brady or even what dak has uh you know or even even what they have in buffalo i mean it's just it's kind of one of those things i'm just like yeah you know it's not it's not necessarily really there so that's kind of my thoughts on it and i think it's going to take some time uh you know you you are very fortunate if you can come into this league uh and you know pick up you know the pace day one and you're able to just really kind of take over right because we we just don't really see it even if you're you know a top guy so like you know um using an example you know you got mac jones who maybe he's not a hundred percent you know he's like he's not just the day one starter but like he's damn close if he you know if he is yeah um but it's just kind of one of those deals you know uh you typically you know don't see a whole lot of just rookies come in who get all these threats they get all these weapons you know they get all these different pieces uh that they're just able to to launch into so I think, you know, I would say he performed about what I expected. I would have liked to have seen a few more completions to his attempt, um, you know. But again, we are talking about this was week two. It is your first camp. You know, you are coming into this. It is, you know, it's new. It's different. Um, and just yes. because, you know, you come in and you say, oh, well, I, I expected a different pace. I mean, again, this is still preseason. Uh, so it's, you know, they're not going to show you all their, you know, like the defense for the bills doesn't come out and be like, Hey, let me show you all my secrets. So now everybody has footage of this. I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. I'd say he probably performed about what I expected. Um, so, I mean, my, my only problem with it is that he came out week one and he just, you know, he, he went and did really well. Um, you know, and then just seeing his attempts, his completions, the amount of yards he got for playing half a game. I mean, that's just really subpar. I mean, really, he he needs to do a little bit more. Um, granted, he's got 46 rushing yards. But I, I, you know, you're a QB, not a running back. You know, you've got to try to do a little bit more to get your guys open, give them a little bit more time to try to make that, you know, that get that gap. But, um, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about week three. Uh, in the next segment, so I won't go into the next week. But, you know, that is what I'm hoping for. I, I hope to see Justin Fields jump up, um, you know, and, and to kind of bring up another QB who I need to see step it up before, you know, I can give any kind of fantasy, hey, you should pick him up if you've are if you got a deep league or something, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he did not do super well. I mean, he did all right. Um, you know, he got 113 yards out of 23 attempts, uh, you know, so that's, uh, let's see, 113 yards and 23 attempts. That's almost five yards an attempt. Not bad, but he also got sacked once for a loss of nine yards. Really, you know, Lawrence, I feel like he's going to just get beat up constantly uh, for this uh Let's see, how do I put this? You know, he's going to get beat up constantly because of that line, uh, and he's going to really struggle. And so I hope that they can figure out that line. They can figure out what they're going to do, uh, because if they figure it out, I think Lawrence could be a real threat and a real problem for other teams. But I just don't see him doing it right now because he has not found the receivers uh, necessary to really make that difference. Um, you know, so week two, that was kind of another thing that I was looking for is to see Trevor Lawrence hopefully progress and get better but it kind of looked like he just stayed the same and, and Jacksonville just struggled as a whole um, playing up against the new Orleans saints, who we already know is a struggling team right now. So 
that was my takeaway from another uh you know game that i was watching that we were talking about needing to see some stuff going well for these people that are coming in you know for these qb competitions even so i think one of the things so while you were looking you know at that aspect of like okay trevor lawrence you want to see him do well Mm -hmm. uh, obviously we know that you know they have they have lost travis etna uh etna so he you know it's it, you're gonna see a lot more um of like carlos hyde you know some of that stuff going on but one of the things that i did see is that they have some players who actually looked pretty good um i mean you know Tavon austin came out he had four receptions only had 37 yards which was averaging about 9.2 but i mean you know that's that's still a solid person that if you know he starts to get real comfortable with it's going to look good uh shane alt jr five receptions for 36 yards averaging 7.2 looked pretty good um and then uh jeff cotton in that game came out and um he had uh four receptions for 50 yards averaging 12.5 with a touchdown so i think i think at least from a certain standpoint something that i think you will particularly agree with is that if you were looking at let's say uh jamar chase who again rookie but you know and you saw all of his drops and everything that's kind of been going uh. on through preseason you're like oh i'm disappointed but from this standpoint i mean at least you know like okay hey look i've got some targets these guys are looking reliable uh, these are some guys that if you can get them the ball, they're going to be comfortable. You know, it seems like that, you know, they're going to connect. So that line, yeah. sure, but you need to bolster that line. You need to get that figured out. You know, you've got like, what is it, like a week from Thursday from the, the first game when the Cowboys face off. Uh, not obviously not against the Jags, but yeah, but that's that that's kind game. of the first game. Uh, so you've got, you know, you've got about a week really to kind of, you know, try to bolster some of that stuff going on. Uh, and I think it's one of the things it kind of sets like a, a, a tone or image of just like, hey, look, you know, you've got these guys, they're going, you know, they're going to make the catches when you throw to them versus in a, you know, the opposite scenario or similar scenario, I guess you could say in a way is that uh, if you were looking at Joe Burrow, who's not a rookie, but going into his, you know, going into another year, coming off his injury and you got to wonder, hey, is my line bolstered? And then you start thinking like, Jamar, I love you. We played together in college, but um, maybe you actually hold on to the ball. Like, I don't want to throw it to you. And then you just, you know, you know, I'm, I'm risking, you know, my body getting hurt again, just because you, uh, you, you can't hold on to the ball, you know, like that's uh, I don't know. So that's kind of one of those situations where I'm just like, I feel like at least the Jacksonville kind of has that going for them. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, obviously, we're not bringing in week three. Um, so it's it's really hard to like separate the two in my mind of like, oh, I see what they did in week two. I see what they did in week three. Let's, you know. And so like, you know, just just week two, I just didn't see Trevor Lawrence grow, you know, to the to the point of like, oh, yeah, I really liked how he did. I mean, he got 113 yards. Not bad, but, you know. I'm I want to see in in week three I want to see him get even better um, but yes you did see those you know those those wide receivers starting to look a little bit more comfortable you know because they had how many even is that one two three four five six seven seven wide receivers over 30 yards um, with another two right at 20 something yards you know so that's that's nine receivers that are getting yardage in you know only so many targets or only so many receptions because all of them were 
you know, four for five, five for six, um, you know, five for seven, things like that. You know, these guys are catching 80% of their balls, you know, thrown to them. So if Trevor Lawrence has the time to throw, he's going to pick it up. Um, I can see that. Uh, so that was kind of my only real big, you know, pull out from that game. Obviously we had the Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston battle. Um, but it was kind of clear during this game that Jameis Winston just caught it really quickly somehow. And he just, you know, he found Marquez Callaway, you know, he's going to be kind of Michael Thomas's, uh, replacement probably for the next little bit. And, you know, he just, he pulled it off with him and, you know, and Jameis, obviously we see that Jameis won the job at QB, but you know, what can you do? Um, I mean, Jameis Winston played his heart out that day and he got a really good QB rating actually. And so, you know, you just kind of got to give credit to where credit's due. And, um, you know, so it, I, it was a tough battle all the way through the start. You know, yeah. From the start. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's a, there's a certain air there that, that kind of goes on with me where I'm not sold on Jameis Winston as a, as a quarterback. Uh, me either. Me either. I think, I think the hard part for me, I, and I think I mentioned this before was when, you know, he was, he was let go by Tampa Bay and then he gets picked up by new Orleans and he came out and he was all like, Oh yeah, I had a high surgery. So I actually see now or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw more touchdowns than interceptions this year versus like the last year he threw like two more interceptions than he did touchdown. And so, I don't know, I think that's kind of hard for me. And then the other thing that I guess I don't want to say it leaves like a sour taste in my mouth, but it was kind of one of those deals when they were uh, talking about like re-signing Taysom or whatever. And he was all like, well, I'm only going to stay if I'm going to be a starter. And like, I, I get it at the same time where it's like you got to go with like whoever the best quarterback is. But I also feel bad that in this case, if Jameis becomes the starter, then Taysom's like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be just that all around utility guy again. Like I, I told you guys, this is what I want. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I feel like maybe that might lead to a scenario where Taysom's like, Hey guys, look, cut me loose. I'm, uh, you know, trade me, send yeah, me I somewhere mean, the else. Saints, the Saints don't have the cap space to keep a guy like Taysom they're paying Taysom Hill more than they are Jameis Winston and Jameis Winston won the job. Um, I think Sean Payton was maybe a little quick to jump the gun on that Jameis Winston uh, QB one. Um, you know, obviously they want to see a week of him being number one, uh, you know, in preseason week three, but I don't know. I just, I think it's a little bad, you know, and maybe even a little disrespectful to pay somebody more and then to, to choose the, the cheaper guy, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think, well, I think Taysom Hill is going to try to make a move to get, to get dropped, or he's going to just work really hard to outperform Jameis Winston. He's going to, he's going to kick Jameis from that spot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting. I mean, and obviously, you know, we, we lost, uh, uh, Michael Thomas before the season even started. I mean, you got to figure those guys, you know, considering Taysom can play pretty much every position, you got to figure that, you know, having been on the team a while, uh, you know, and everything going on, they probably have, you know, a type of connection there. And, you know, you know, Michael Thomas is kind of always going to be like the preferred guy. I mean, yeah, you've got, uh, you know, you, you've got Latavius Murray. You can, you know, get some of the catches, uh, you know, when he, when he plays out uh, and you've got like LJ Humphrey, you know, you've got some of those guys, but uh, I feel like, you know, maybe with the weapons he was given, obviously what you see in camp and what we see in preseason are obviously different, but I'd, I'd like to see Taysom win it. I mean, maybe I'm just being biased, uh, 
whatever but it's just i don't know i guess i guess the whole deal with with Jameis has just kind of left a, a bad taste in my mouth and i just i feel bad obviously you got to put your best foot forward with your best quarterback so if if that mm-hmm. ends up being Jameis, i mean so be it i mean that's that's what it is it just uh I guess, and it's it's interesting because it's kind of the same situation that we talked about a few weeks ago, where uh, where Derek Carr said, "Oh, you know, if I uh, if I'm not the starting quarterback, or if, if I'm not here in Vegas, then uh, I, you know, I'll just retire, whatever, blah blah blah," you know, and that left yeah. a, a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, so hopefully, Taysom can you know get everything figured out, and you know they can, you know get their get their whole situation figured out there uh for the saints because it, it's definitely not going to be easy after losing drew Brees, but you know we'll see it'll be uh it'll be interesting um, yeah i i definitely agree it'll be it'll be interesting um i wanted to bring up two of my favorite games uh that i was really looking forward to um you know one because it's my favorite team, and then another because it's got probably one of my favorite rookies to watch uh, mm. so far. And so <laughs> okay. I want to start out with my favorite team. Yeah. Uh, so the Patriots versus the Eagles, um, absolute blowout. I mean, they made Joe Flacco look so bad. I mean, they made him look so bad that the Eagles proceeded the next week to trade for Gardner Minshew, which, okay, I love Gardner Minshew. But Gardner Minshew will immediately outperform Joe Flacco for at least second string, if not first, if uh, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, just starts to not well, do well. I would but... like to point this out. Okay, so let's let's look at the history of Joe Flacco. Great, 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 up until his injury yes, with the Ravens. Yes. Okay, and then after I, that, I'm not, I'm after that, him, no, yeah. I know, I'm just saying that. But after that hit, he goes and he play. You know, he goes yeah. to the Broncos, goes to shit. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah philly that you guys thought you know like oh well he'll be a good backup like i love joe flacco but i mean it's just unfortunately because of that that bad hit that late hit on i mean it just i don't know if it's scram scrambled you're scrambled unscrambled some wires whatever but you know it's just it's not great but also i think at the time when they were getting joe flacco it's not like they were thinking like oh we're gonna be able to pick up you know gardner Minshew. i mean because a lot of people probably yeah. expected him to be the backup for a while i mean you know just kind of you know it's it's definitely rough but i think it's a good pickup for philly uh oh, yeah. but of course, of course i mean i'd also be interested to know what that patriot score would have been if say garner Minshew was in or even jalen hurts i mean yeah sure you look at the patriots and and you got to think like oh well you know cam newton got you know got some stuff going in there and then you got mac jones who like we just talked about arguably uh it, you know if he's not going to be the starter then he's damn close i mean it's kind of it's it's really kind of hard to say because I mean, again, feel bad for Flacco that that happened and everything, but he's he wasn't the guy to to play in that game. But you didn't have I mean, their other option was Nick Mullins. I mean, he was like five for ten with twenty seven yards with an interception. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean it's it's going to be tough, but I mean the Patriots have a top ten defense, um, and. You know, they fixed their obvious problems from preseason week one on defense with their second and third string, and they just lit them up. I mean, it it was just tough. I mean, constantly getting sacked or fumbling the ball or getting interceptions. I mean, it was awesome. It was truly awesome to just see that happen Um, because as a Patriots fan, I want to see my team have a great defense like we used to. 
Um, and so it's just great to see that we have good backups because that's just one of the things that you need. You need good backups uh, on defense because guys get tired, guys get hurt. So, so I also want to point out that uh, we saw Sonny Mike, uh, Sonny, uh, I'm sorry, Michelle, you, Michelle, uh, he went seven for 34 on yes. uh, rushing, and then he ended up going four for 37, uh, four, sorry, four receptions for 37 yards uh, in, in the receiving position, and then he gets traded away. Uh, and I thought that was very interesting, uh, especially because their other kind of running back that they you know, have is Damian Harris, who was five carries for 14 yards. And so Sonny looked better. I mean, and obviously they have some other guys in there like J.J. Taylor, who went uh, 12, uh, 12 carries on 93 yards with a touchdown. Um, and J.J. Taylor, again, looked pretty decent out there receiving. So, you know, I guess they tried to take whatever value they could from that to, you know, to to do what they can. Uh, but it was definitely yeah. very interesting. Um, I yeah, I mean they're, I mean they're looking good. I mean, considering that you just lost Tom Brady and you you haven't really just had a you know a ton of money just to throw at players. I mean, um, I mean I got to be honest. I mean they they look they look pretty good. Are they going to be Tom Brady like? No, or they're not going to be like the Super Bowl era. But no, I yeah, think of course, uh, you know, for being in a rebuild and kind of playing the money ball esque type deal where it looks like they're you know they're trying to go for bang for buck factor. Uh, they don't look bad, especially considering if you think about if Cam Newton isn't the guy anymore, you get Mac Jones in there, you know, he's on his rookie deal. And then once you resign him, whenever, you know, you're kind of in a position to, to have some money to be able to to build around it. And it looks like they're going to be able to to build up some of these players. So, I mean, I mean, they're I'd, I'd say they're in a pretty good position, uh, better than some teams like the Lions. Yeah, I mean the Patriots are in a really great position, you know, because they still do have they still do have James White, uh, you know, who's going to be their starting running back, um, you know. But for example, JJ Taylor, he would have scored you twenty fantasy points in that preseason game if you like, you know, if that was a fantasy week, he would have gotten you twenty points. Nobody has him on their roster, you know. It's just, you know, these guys fighting for that, uh, you know, fifty-three man roster. They are working so hard. Like you can see it all across the NFL. Um, but you know, I'm not going to keep talking about the Patriots. But you know, well, I also want nice to point out see that these guys are doing exactly what they are. You know, what we're seeing them doing is exactly what we want to see them do because you have to compete for that roster spot, or else you're not in the NFL. You're on a practice team or something if you're lucky. You know. Yeah, so I do I do want to say uh the interesting thing there would also be that, you know, they obviously have Nelson Aguilar as well. Uh mm -hmm. you know, they've they've got some some good players to uh to build around. So it's definitely interesting. Um would it yeah. would it surprise you if I told you who they have on their roster? On the Patriots? Mm-hmm. No. I don't think you could tell me anybody that I don't know that's already on there. Okay, well, somebody that I I guess I had somewhat forgotten about, and this is probably just a me thing, whatever, uh, but I kind of forgot that they still have Dante Hightower. Or Dante do. Hightower. Yeah, I kind of I kind of forgot Dante it. Hightower, they have Stephon Gilmore, Kyle Van Noy, JC Jackson. Um, I always forget which twin just retired. Um, I think they have Jason McCourty still, because I think Devin retired, or vice versa. You know, they've got some really good defense guys still 
And then they've got other guys like Matt Juden, Judon coming in, um, you know, from free agency that we picked up, and he's working right there with with Dante Hightower. And he, dude, so our defense is going to be solid. Obviously, uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore though is still on the uh, the pup list though, so that's that is one thing to just kind of keep in mind is that uh, we you know we kind of got to wait and see what's uh, what's going on there because. Obviously, you want to see him be able to come in for week one, but when, you know, you're on that pup list, so. Yeah, I mean, he almost always sits on the pup list um, through preseason and stuff, and then he's always taken right off. Um, you know, is that going to be true? Maybe not. Who knows? But, I mean, really, it, you know, I'm not too worried about it. But um, I want to make one last point about the about the Patriots game. Mac Jones had a heck of a game. Uh, he still hadn't thrown his first TD. But he did throw for 146 yards with 19 attempts at 7.7 average. You know, that is, you know, that's exactly the kind of situation you want to see these rookie QBs come into. You know, you you hate to see these good rookie QBs come from college winning national championships and then turning around and being on the worst teams in the NFL. You know, it sucks. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. I feel bad for Justin Fields. Um, you know, but Mac Jones is doing exactly what you hope a rookie QB can come in and do. Uh, and he's performing. He's putting up, you know, real QB numbers. And I I really don't think it'll be long before he's QB1 if Bill Belichick starts Cam Newton first. But I think it's a real good coin, uh, coin toss uh, as to who it's going to be. Um, so it's interesting you say that. Uh, just So this is all-encompassing to all of the first-round rookie QBs, and this is encompassing all of this preseason. Uh, but Mac Jones actually had the highest PFF grade out of any of the uh, QBs coming in at 92.2, followed by Zach Wilson at 85.7, Trevor Lawrence at 78.3, Justin Fields at 67.6, and then in dead last with Trey Lance at 56.7. So it's uh, so the the other interesting thing going into this was then when you break it down to all players that were rookies uh, going into the preseason, uh, the only person who scored a higher rating than him was actually Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts. Interesting. So, yeah, so it's it's definitely um, when you when you look at these like rookies and uh, going into this, I mean, it was definitely you know definitely a, a great thing to see for for a rookie QB, especially if you want to see him dethrone. Uh, Sorry, Cam Newton. Yeah, if you want to see him dethrone okay. Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely something very good to see. Uh, so I, I'm obviously going to be watching the Patriots with great earnest uh, this season, um, but that's because they're my favorite team. Uh, but real quick, you know, we're we're taking a lot of time on the preseason week too. So um, real quick, I just wanted to say the Jets, uh, I want to watch the Jets this season because Zach Wilson uh, obviously, you know, uh, went to BYU. And uh, I'm just liking what I'm seeing. We're going to talk a little bit more about Zach Wilson later. Uh, but Corey Davis uh, is coming off, and he's showing exactly what, what they picked him up to do. And so I'm excited to see what the Jets are going to be able to pull off this season. Um, you know, But I don't, I don't want to take really any time on it. But I just really like to hear that uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and said you know, that, that he can throw the heck out of the ball. And you know, he's really excited to see what Zach Wilson can do. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, but it's good to hear that Aaron Rodgers has great things to say about Zach Wilson. So, 
No, yeah, that's, that's obviously always great. And so uh, just real quick, touch up on the final week of preseason. Uh, something that, uh, you know, I, I thought was really interesting, at least, was uh, we saw Tua play week two. He didn't come in at all at week three. Um, and uh, Joe Burrow, I think, played one set in that game against the Dolphins yesterday. Uh, we saw him go 0 for 1. Um, you know, kind of is what it is. Uh, but I mean, there's, uh, there, there's some good things, you know, coming out there, uh, looking at the receiving core, uh, looking at some of the, you know, their rushing core, things like that. Uh, I, th- I'm very excited to, to hopefully see, uh, kind of a breakout there. Um, and then the other game that I think, uh, really kind of impressed me was, um, where is it? Um, I have to say, I, Nathan Peterman for the Raiders. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he, if he was like, I'm going to put Derek Carr in an early retirement or what, but I mean, he came out, he was like 18 for 29 with like 175. I mean, he, he looked like he was trying to, you know, show some business, especially considering, you know, he didn't have all of his, uh, you know, it's not like he had all of the, the starters and everything. I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, sure. It's not, maybe not necessarily, you know, top tier or whatever, but I, I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. And then obviously, uh, you know, there were, uh, you know, some down moments, obviously, like we said, we just lost, uh, we just lost JK Dobbins for the Ravens, even though they won. I mean, you know, there was some, uh, there were some interesting moments there and uh, like Helen Mon looked pretty good for the Vikings. Uh, I don't know how, how you felt about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, I don't think he played awful, but I mean, the Vikings, it's hard to be good on when you don't have any of your, you know, your top offensive guys playing, um, you know, because you don't have Justin Jefferson playing. You don't have Adam Thielen, nor do you have Dalvin Cook. So uh, Kellen Mond did, I think, as well as he could have. Yeah, I mean, he he had five carries for 40 yards, so averaging about eight yards. Uh, obviously, he's not Michael Vick. Obviously, he's not Lamar Jackson, but I mean... And you're not playing top tier guys, but I think it might kind of instill some confidence that, hey, you've got Kirk Cousins and uh, worst case scenario, Kelly, you know, if you ever had to, uh, you know, you're in a situation, maybe you want to try to get a QB sneak into the end zone because you're up real close. Uh, maybe you throw Kellen Mon in, you know, he could he could potentially be. I mean, he, he looks like he's, you know, doing pretty good. And obviously they lost their uh, tight end Irv Smith Jr., which was unfortunate because he was two receptions for almost 40 yards. So we averaged about like 19 and a half yards for it. Uh, so obviously that's, that's going to be, you know, kind of a disappointment for the Vikings there. But I mean, overall though, I mean, and I'd say uh, preseason was kind of a wild ride this year. Yeah. It, pre- preseason week two was pretty crazy. Um, you know, and now we're going to kind of transfer into, you know, to, into week three, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly point out my, you know, my things that I'm looking for, even though I kind of said it already, and I want to hear, you know, a couple of things from you that you think that you want to see, you know, whether it's a team or an individual kind of growing. Um, I want to see Trevor Lawrence do better, obviously. Um, I want to see Trey Lance do better. Um, I want to, well, okay, let me shorten it up. I want to see every rookie QB do better. And then the teams that have kind of just, they've looked like they've struggled um, or they're trying to figure out that QB situation like the Colts. I want to see that competition still being as strong, you know, so that we can really see, hey, whatever QB they pick, it was obviously the better one, but it was a tough choice. 
Um, and so that's what I'm looking for in week three when we jump into it. What are you looking for? Well, uh, so, I mean, I, I guess, obviously, you always want to see the rookies do better. Uh, I'd like to see some more consistency. Um, mm-hmm. This this felt like a rather inconsistent preseason. I get, like, you still got some of the COVID stuff going on. Uh, you still got vaccinated and unvaccinated players. And so I'd like to see some consistency there. And I guess part of that's also my, like, the fantasy guru guy in me is just kind of like, hey, look, like, I don't want to lose a player on a very specific week because he's in protocol, you know, something so I'd like to see some consistencies there. I'd like to see it on the field. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that I want to point out that uh, we we haven't necessarily pointed out, Sam Darnell looked pretty damn good for the Panthers. If if I do say, Sam he was Darnold? like nine, yeah, uh, okay. nineteen for twenty five on one hundred and sixty two yards, two touchdowns. I mean, looked pretty. Week yeah, week three, he yeah. looked pretty good against the Steelers. I mean, you know, so it was it was one of those deals where uh, you know you definitely got to be happy there. Obviously, the Texans, you know, still trying to get it done with Tyrod, uh, but their backup, Davis Mills, uh, he looked uh, he looked okay considering going up against the Bucks. Uh, I mean, so it's just kind of one of those things. I'd like, I'd like to see some more consistency, and I think, you know, as they find their groove, you know, they're going to get into it. Uh, week yeah. three for the 49ers, I mean, again, Trey Lance liked to see that consistency. Uh, you know, he had some more of his guys in there. You know, he had Debo Samuel in there. He had George Kittle in there, I believe, for a bit too. Uh, so, you know, I'd like I'd like to see I'd like to see that consistency come through. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Rams did not play Stafford. Uh, so, you know, I, I part of me hopes that he does really well, uh, even though he is not the quarterback that I drafted. Obviously. Uh, Again, mostly because I also have one of his wide receivers. Um, so, you know, there is uh, there's some stuff going on there, and I'd like to see that consistency. I'd like to see how he performs. But overall, I mean, it left, it left me very ready for week one. I mean, there's going to be some really good week one matchups. Um, very much you so. know, you talk about Trevor Lawrence, and you want to see him do well. Well, I think, you know, playing against the Texans without a J.J. Watt because he's with the cards now, I mean, that that will be interesting. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. there's a 40, you know, if some odd reason they decided to, I think playing Trey Lance against the Lions would probably be a good week to do it. Uh, you know, I, I just, there are uh, there are some good games that are, you know, that I am expecting to see week one. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Um, week th- uh, pre you know preseason week three really l- did look a lot more like the regular season. Uh, you know you were starting to see those players come out, those uh, you know all the starters starting to play, except for the Seahawks and the Rams. Uh, you know, kind of lame for not playing their guys that we want to see, whatever. Um, but you know, like the big the big important things that we needed to see happened. Um, the 49ers, they're starting to really show their offensive scheme, um, you know, who they're going to be, their identity. Uh, you know, they're going to be a very run-heavy team, just like the Patriots. They're going to run, and they're going to run hard. And then when you think they're going to run again, they're going to make a great pass. It, they're going to be a very hard team to stop, and that's going to be perfect for the division that they're in because it's the hardest division in the NFL. So... Uh, Trey Lance, he didn't do as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. I actually really liked seeing Jimmy Garoppolo play in that game. I think he did really, really well. Um, you know, but uh, again, it's still a rookie versus a you know near veteran kind of guy. 
And so, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what they do week one with that easier matchup. I don't want to say easy, but it will be easier. Um, so maybe they'll do kind of a switch, you know, if if uh, Jimmy G can get them ahead by halftime, maybe Trey Lance will get to see for the second half of the game or something, you know. Um, who knows? But I feel very comfortable with Raheem Moster on my team uh, for my fantasy wise. But anyway, uh, that was that was just really nice to see that the 49ers were able to uh, start start to get more in, mo- in rhythm, and I really did like that. Um, so uh, Trey Lance, he did do well. Uh, he could have done better, but I think they did really well with the time that they used with all the running that they did. Um, you know, and kind of moving on to another team that you talked about, uh, Carolina with you know, and Pittsburgh. You know that that was another interesting game because we got to see Sam Darnold. Uh, you got to see Dwayne Haskins some more. Um, you know, other than that, the game wasn't too, you know, too crazy. I mean, the Panthers blew him out of the water, um, you know, but again, the, the Steelers aren't playing any of their big name guys. I mean, Chase Claypool's their biggest guy that they're throwing out there. So, I mean, it's really good to see him going out there and, and really taking that second wide receiver spot. Um, you know, but besides that, I, I really do like seeing Sam Darnold. I think he's in a better position um than you know being over there with adam gase at the jets um but the jets have obviously solved their problems in getting zach wilson and getting rid of adam gase so uh that's really really good um but it's good to see sam darnold playing well again yes let's go ahead and take this time let's go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back uh we will talk some fantasy football with y'all all right welcome back everybody thank you for sticking with us through that short break so I think we're going to jump into some fantasy football and uh, I've actually got an interesting piece of information that I just read uh, well, real quick before fantasy football. Remember, I've got that special segment that I'm going to surprise you with. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Just let me, let me get this injury okay. update okay. real quick to you. So uh, they're saying that Trey Lance has injured his finger and he's expected to miss week one. Um, so just, he had, he had some type of small chip in his finger uh so i guess it's one of those things if you picked him up um you know yeah don't uh don't play him um but i mean you know long term he he, he's still a good pickup Uh, i don't think that'll put him on ir but uh definitely an interesting piece that i just saw come across my ticker but uh yeah let's get into that uh into that piece you were just talking about okay so with preseason week three over uh we've gotten all the stats um, you know, for all of our rookie QBs, uh, you know, that was like our big thing that you and I both wanted to see, obviously not the biggest thing, or maybe it was, you know, with me, I wanted to see the rookie QBs obviously perform. Right. Um, and so with, with preseason being over, we're about to jump in to regular season where some of these guys have already, you know, they're going to be starters week one and will be through week 18. Um, other guys are fighting for that spot, you know, I have put up in our in our chat, I've put up all five stats, like all five QBs and their stats for the entire preseason. If you need a second, take a second. No, I already know. Um, I already know. Okay. Okay. So my question to you, out of the five rookie QBs drafted in the first round Mac Jones. of this year's draft, who did the best? Okay. Mac to Jones. you, Mac Jones yeah, did I the got, best. I gotta be honest. I gotta say Mac Jones. Uh and I get it. There were other quarterbacks with better ratings. Uh, like, I know you're going to be big on Zach Wilson. It is, you know, 137 rating and everything. 
which I think is great, but I'm also kind of just want to factor in what like I saw around the team and kind of like Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, like you, you know, that's, that's probably going to be a lethal combo. And I think for Mac Jones, it's just, it's one of those deals. I mean, you know, he, he looked good. Uh, and I think for a rookie, I just, I would feel more at least. And also from a fantasy perspective, I would feel more comfortable having Mac Jones as like, if we had to play rookies only, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable having Mac Jones than anybody else, to be honest. So I'm, you know, obviously I'm a little biased, but I like all of them. Um, you know, I know I was super hard on Justin Fields and I did not like him, but he's actually performed well. Um, he's doing better than Andy Dalton. I'm surprised that the Bears have chosen Andy Dalton as starter going into week one. I think they're idiots, but that's not for me to decide, I suppose. Um that's another conversation. We, we're going to talk about that next week. But, you know, um, my my top QB, and this is why, it's not because I'm big on him, but Zach Wilson truly ran their offense as a starter. Like, he did not look like a rookie, you know, walking in with this team, you know. Like, you know, they didn't look choppy. They didn't look like they were having all kinds of problems as if they were this, you know, rookie team everybody's new to the thing with the new coach they really did look like a solid team they look different than a jets team has looked in i don't know the past forever you know maybe since the jets have won a super bowl or something i, don't I know. mean i'll give them that they have head coach uh salah and i think that's a big factor to it too i mean like you know he, i think he is going to be a great coach but I guess it's also a part of it is it's just like, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, the, the you know how course, things are run there. So it's kind of one of those deals. I mean, like, uh, yeah, so Zach Wilson had a, a higher rating, but Mac Jones still was uh, 36 for 52 with 389 yards. I think that's uh, I think that's solid. And he did that without having, you know, uh, like we talked a about just a, starters. Yeah, and so I think that's that's a really big factor. And the thing that I think is going to be hard for me to also disassociate from also is we know that defense can win football games, and I'm just not sold on the Jets' defense, uh, which I think is one of those things where it, it, make, it starts to make me nervous because I feel like the Jets, like while, yes, Zach Wilson will perform, uh, it almost feels like kind of like some of the college football games we see where it's just run you you're trying to run up the score if your defense stops it or gets an interception uh or you get a pick six like whatever's going on like you are just blatantly trying to hope on your offense and i just don't feel like maybe you know and they're, they're probably trying to get there defensive wise obviously right but i just don't feel like it's there yet which i think of is going to make for a very tired zach wilson and then also there's just like what just happened uh, with Sam Darnold, you know, just like everything going on there where, again, that was Adam Gase and, you know, there's some ownership stuff, you know, like you got a quite a bit of different things going on there. And I'm just kind of like, eh, I want to wait and see some of the other results around Zach Wilson before I like would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I think he, and I get you asking like individually, like who performed the best, but it's really hard to be like, okay, look, like just from this pure standpoint, it's hard to tell because it's like Trevor Lawrence, right? We know he's a good quarterback. We saw what he did at Clemson. And we are talking about different levels, but it's just like, imagine if he had more, you know, like everything around him was was working perfectly. He would be a hard person to stop. 
uh, arguably like Justin Fields. If the if the Bears were better, you know, in some of their positions, uh, Justin Fields would, you know, could probably step up. Like if you put Zach Wilson with the Patriots, he's probably in a way better position uh, than he is with the Jets. So it's, it, I mean, it is obviously kind of hard to compare because it's like all these different teams are kind of at different points. And yeah, sure, the Patriots are somewhat in a rebuild and, you know, the Jets are still trying to build their team. And uh, I do want to point out, though, that like aside from like the Patriots uh, and San Francisco kind of having some of their shit together, if you look at Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence, they don't have all the pieces and they don't have all the answers yet. And like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, both great college quarterbacks, both have first year coaches this year. Uh, it's, I mean, it, you know, obviously though, Salah was with San Francisco, uh, and you know, he's, he's been around the pro level, but you know, look at, look at, uh, uh, Meyer and, uh, in Jacksonville, I mean, this will be his first year in the you know at the pro level as a head coach. So it, there's a lot of similarities there that are like very interesting to to compare. So it's, it's hard, but yeah, I'd have to say Mac Jones. Just uh, he seems fluid. You know, I think when you're coming out of a program like Alabama, you know, you do kind of run the offense, and obviously Nick Saban runs the offense. You know, you do what Nick Saban tells you, but like he just, like you said, like fluid. Like he just kind of seems like you know, like he came into it confident, um, you know, and and he's he's kind of just got that not the ego, but he's he's got that chip that's just like, hey, look, if you put me out there, I'm gonna get to work, and that's a that's a big factor for a rookie quarterback. Not that the other guys don't have it, but I just feel like yeah. Mac Jones just really kind of has that that uh that that aura to him that's just like hey look i'm ready i'm gonna put in the work and no matter what happens i'm gonna learn you know it's just uh i totally agree um mac jones performed very very well i'm not i'm not downing anything about him um you know it's it's hard you know like you said they're at they're all at different stages you know the jets are completely trying to build up uh the 49ers and the patriots are probably the most built team out of the five rookie teams, you know, uh, the bears, they're trying to build, uh, you know, they're kind of, they're not really building from the bottom, but they're not really there yet. Still, um, you know, the Jags are completely building from the bottom. The jets are completely building from the bottom, you know? So, so in terms of, in terms of doing well, Mac Jones looked NFL caliber, you know, could start week one, could go all the way through week 18 and the Patriots. Yes. They'd loot some, um, but Mac Jones really did look just like, you know, he just looked like Tom Brady used to look, you know, in a Patriots uniform. I think Mac Jones is going to come in and perform really, really well. Um, I hope he starts week one. He may not, but I think he's going to do really, really well, um, especially with first team. Um, but in terms of just being on a building team, I think Zach Wilson performed the best. Um, and I think, you know, and I'll, I'll agree that, with you on the stipulation that if you look at it like, okay, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, like they're, they're thrust into the quarterback position where they basically have to be the starters. I take Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence right now. I absolutely would. Uh, and then, you know, like when you look at like, say, uh, you know, Trey Lance where, you know, they've got a quarterback, you know, in their, in their position where, you know, he still has time to grow. And I'm definitely happy for that because he does not look ready whatsoever. Uh, that was, I gotta be honest, kind of a, kind of a disappointment. He's got one of the lower ratings at, at 83, um, 
where you know you you just you want to see him i guess get his feet under him and i don't i don't know if it's nerves or you know just if if the not the, time yeah or if or if it's just kind of a different you know program than obviously you know coming out of where he was at college if if that's a big factor but uh no if we if we have to go between Trevor Lawrence Zach Wilson I definitely agree with you I think Zach Wilson uh he looks comfortable he definitely seems like with his receivers and uh everything else you know he he has a, a grasp for it and i mean sure if you look on paper lawrence's stats might look better he just it it's preseason and i think it looked easier on him than maybe what zach wilson had a look at um and i think once you start seeing all the starters i think zach wilson's stats will look better than trevor lawrence's yeah i mean it's going to be very interesting to see um because again these teams are at different positions but it will be fun to watch these guys grow and get better um, so these are going to be the guys to watch out for. They're going to come for that first spot if they don't make, you know, first spot. And if, and for the ones that are obviously going to start day one, it's going to be fun to watch them grow. They are going to truly be, you know, this is a fun rookie QB class. It's just like 2018 all over again. Well, and it's also kind of funny that I just mentioned between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. The interesting thing here is too, is that Trevor Lawrence didn't want to go to the jets and so Zach yeah. Wilson ends up there <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of one of those deals. Like it's, it, it almost makes you wonder, like, I wonder if Trevor Lawrence has anything where he's like now kind of wondering like, Hey man, I should have gone to the jets. Like I'm yeah. kind of regretting this organization, uh, wow. Organization choice. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Zach Wilson looks like he's definitely enjoying New York. Definitely seems like he's enjoying the team. And I think that's a, that that's probably a big factor there too especially considering at least with Zach Wilson, like I said, Salah was with the 49ers before. So he's, you know, it's not like the coach uh, isn't, you know, new to the NFL where we already saw, uh, you know, the Jags got fined because I don't necessarily know that Myron uh, knew that, uh, you know, all of the NFL rules. So that was definitely kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So it'll be fun to watch these guys, um, you know, but you know now's a good time to segment into into fantasy and see what you know see what they're gonna do you know so you can bring us into that one. Yeah. So fantasy wise, uh, you know it was obviously unfortunate seeing J.K. Dobbin go down. Especially yeah. unfortunate for me because I planned <laughs> on him being you know my head guy, uh, and that was a mistake. I definitely screwed up there in my draft. I you know uh, that was that was kind of one of the big uh, big hard hits. Uh, you know, I felt bad when Michael Thomas went out and the guy in our league had to go put him on the IR. And I was like, oof, like that's going to suck. Cause he even talked about the fact that he was like, oh man, uh, you know, I, I get players injured and all this stuff. And then here I am, the first guy that actually loses somebody for an entire season. So that was unfortunate. Um, and then, I mean, just kind of looking at some of the, the fantasy news, uh, they're talking about Laramie Tunsil is going to come back for Houston. He's coming off the COVID list. Uh, you know, that'll be, a, a you know, a big piece. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there, uh, news for you. Uh, we talked about this the other day. Um, Ravens wide receiver Marquise Brown is being allowed to, up, yeah. yeah, is allowed to come back to, to practice on Monday, which will be the first time in over a month. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting with Dobbins gone, you know, will, will the Ravens decide to try and throw more? Or will they just rely on Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson 
you know, and kind of throw caution to the wind and the wide receivers will get left in the dust again and not get that great fantasy kind of stats. Um, obviously, the wide receivers will play a role. Fantasy-wise, I don't think so. It's going to be tough. I think Gus Edwards is going to have to prove himself to suck if if any fantasy owners of any wide receiver tight end of the of the of the Baltimore Ravens want you know their guys to play and get points you're going to hope Gus Edwards sucks and Lamar Jackson somehow breaks a leg and Tyler Huntley goes in and throws around the ball around the field uh cuz Tyler Huntley when he's in he throws uh and runs but he he mostly throws but when Lamar's in it's just so hard to trust those wide receivers and tight ends in you know on the Ravens squad and so uh I he's going to sit on my bench for a while. I've got other guys. You just gave me Tyler Lockett for Josh Jacobs. I did. I did uh, give you that trade. JK I, Dobbins. Yeah, I had I to. I am loving it. <laughs> I'm so stoked to have Tyler Lockett. I'm not lying. I am excited to have Tyler Lockett. Um, it's going to make it very hard for me to figure out who I'm putting in the flex position. Um, but I think we, I think it was definitely a very good, very fair trade. It was a um, one for one, and so, uh, we I, we helped each other out in a big way. I mean, you you saved my yeah. ass because without a good, I, my my other options for running back weren't super deep. Uh, so that was a big piece there. Um, yeah. and and by picking up Tyler Lockett, uh, the only thing with Tyler Lockett, and I'm sure you know this is like last last year, uh, almost all of over half of his points came out of four games, so he can go mm-hmm. off any week. So if you have him in and he goes off one particular, I mean, you, you know, Boom. I think they awesome. said, yeah, I think they said there was one week he scored 20 points more than the top receiver for the week. Um, yeah. And so it's just one of the things like he can, he can go off anytime. Uh, the so problem is if he doesn't go off, that means Derek Henry or Derek Henry, um, DK Metcalf goes off. And so it's like, darn it. Well, and That's they've the also part. got Chris Carson there in the running back position too. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things though. DK Metcalf is definitely good, but uh, you know, Russell Wilson, kind of like Tom Brady, he doesn't necessarily pay play favorites. He's just trying to get the ball downfield, uh, obviously yeah, with whatever the, the to the best option. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously, you know, sometimes Pete Carroll, uh, you know, people like to talk about his mistakes there. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. He could be kind of evil for fantasy as well. Cause he can uh. make some weird calls. Um, but something that yeah. for fantasy that I, I want to talk about um, because it, it particularly has kind of come up in our league a little bit when we were talking about this is Deshaun Watson. So I read on a report today that he's expected to spend the season on the 53 man roster. Now we don't know if that means if he's going to play or not, but something that will be interesting too, is the fact that if, if they don't play Watson, um, and they don't trade him and he's a healthy scratch every week, you know they still owe him his full ten point five four million dollar salary. Mm-hmm. I mean that is a lot of money just to go to waste. So then you start to think about, uh, you know, if he gets traded, where does he go? And obviously Miami said they're interested in him, which then becomes an interesting point because if you've drafted Tua, who gets the start? Because you have to figure if they're trading for Watson, and you're gonna pay his salary. He's probably going to be the starter, which is yeah, great I mean, if you've drafted any of their 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 weapons. But if you have Tua, it's going to suck. Um, yeah, just wasted a bench spot. Switch him out for Deshaun. Yeah, exactly. So that's something else to look into there. And then also, uh, there's quite a few people that I've talked to this year that are playing in these different redraft leagues. 
so if you had Deshaun Watson and you thought he was going to get to play, um, might be good because you don't have to draft him right away, but it can also still be further good because if he does go to, let's say, Miami, you can redraft him later on in the season for you, uh, especially if you're doing the weekly redrafts, then you can go in there and you can pick him up, uh, you know, in different weeks and arguably probably get a pretty good, uh, pretty good return on him. So yeah. that's, that's definitely something to, uh, something to, to think about. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, th- that's a very interesting thing. I mean, I picked up Deshaun Watson. I'm going to be trading him along with Melvin Gordon uh, over to another guy in our league for Carson Wentz and uh, DeAndre Swift to add more room, you know, in my running back room for the week. It's just a weak trade uh, because I want the ability to see will DeAndre Swift be good, you know, Uh Will I play him? I'm not sure Um, because right now I've got Derrick Henry and David Montgomery. I'm not sure if I want to play David Montgomery against the Rams. Uh, I don't know how he'll be Raheem Mostert against the Lions. Oh boy. I think he could be huge there, but I have no idea. So it's Um, interesting you brought up that option of Tyler Lockett and DeAndre Swift to really make a good decision for my week one, uh, you know, plan. Yeah, and so the other interesting thing there, I'm glad you brought up the Lions because they they let go of Rashad Perryman, um, yeah, which is yeah. very interesting because now their receiving core uh, has uh, Quentin Cephas, Amon Ra, St. Brown, uh, Terrell Williams, and uh, Khalif Raymond. Um, and uh, if you if you picked any of them up thinking Jared Goff was going to throw. Uh, Terrell Williams is probably your safest bet. And then maybe Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, but I mean, like you look at their depth chart, like they're right. I mean, they, they just, they don't have that, uh, that deep of a chart. I mean, sure. They've got TJ Hawkerson in the tight end, which is, I guess, good. If you have TJ, which obviously there's a gentleman in our league who does. And if you have Deandre Swift, uh, you know, those are probably the, you know, aside from those two, uh, you know, those are the most reliable people. So it's, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, I wouldn't want to have uh, Jared Goff as my quarterback right now. No, I, I wouldn't either. Um, it's hard to have a Lions quarterback anyway, but especially when they keep getting rid of these really great people to play with and for him to throw to. I mean, do the Lions even want to win games or are they at the point to where, you know, they want next year's first round pick? I mean, what is going on with the Lions? What are they doing? Um, I, I really, Perryman, I think he would have been great there. I don't know why they got rid of him. So I want to use this analogy and it's going to slight some fans who already hate me, but I feel like their ownership group or their owner is trying to be kind of like, uh, like Jones of the Cowboys, like Jerry Jones, you know, like he, he wants to, you know, like be involved in all this stuff, even though he's got a, you know, a GM and everything, but then he's not willing to pay for anybody good. And it's creating yep. a ruffle. Like at least the Cowboys have Dak. At least the Cowboys have Amari Cooper. They've got you know, like they've got these people. It's like you had Matthew Stafford, and he's gonna show you that like with the Rams, like hey, look, if you'd given me the talent that I needed and given me a good coach, like I could have won for you. And maybe the last five years wouldn't have been as miserable as they've been. And I just I feel like maybe Detroit hasn't learned that lesson yet, and. 
uh maybe they're trying to play like money ball yeah, i don't know what's going on there they must be somehow still making more money than they're losing between tv rights and their whatever loyal fans are left in detroit uh i mean you know it's it's uh it's definitely questionable uh, i think cleveland browns finally learned their lesson how they have baker mayfield i mean you know but then you look at detroit and it's just like they haven't learned their lesson at all and it doesn't seem like they're poised to try to fix it yeah, I mean, we're going to see. I'm I just don't know what's going on with them over there. But I mean, hopefully they're making right decisions. I mean, fantasy, you know, guys who fantasy owners who have DeAndre Swift should probably play him week 1. Um, you know, obviously, I have a little bit more depth in the fact that I'm struggling to know whether or not I should play David Montgomery. Uh, should I play Raheem Mostert? Should I play Tyler Lockett in the flex? You know, I don't know what to do yet. Um, and so if you have DeAndre Swift and you don't have a deep running back room or you don't have a deep flex room, I would probably play him. I think they're going to do well enough to where you won't really struggle and you, you know, he might get a lot of points. Now, so this is uh, this is going to be an interesting take, but this is this is my take. OK, so we talked about the Patriots early. Uh, and you talked about them having white in their running back position, but I got to be honest, I think uh, if you haven't drafted yet, a late round pick that could be a solid pick is Damian Harris. Uh, he had 29 yards in week three, and he had a 20-yard run of the night against the Giants, um, and it was just kind of one of those deals. He set them up for their first, their first set of points in the game, um, and I think he could be a solid pickup for somebody if you're, tr- you know, you're trying to go a little bit later round uh, and, you know, you're like, oh, well, who should I pick up? And you've got some options. Damien Harris, I think, is probably still a solid pickup. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, Damien Harris, James White, both solid picks. Um, the Patriots are going to run a lot this year. So very much looking to grabbing maybe one of those quarter or those running backs to be a really, really great flex position. Because everybody knows the Patriots love to use their running backs as passing backs. Uh, so really look into that. Um, I, I would very much consider grabbing one if if you haven't drafted yet. So another interesting, pickup. yeah, another interesting position. So we, we kind of talked about this earlier uh, in a way, but Nick Foles looked really good. And I think this is going to, if you are in a big league, particularly like 12-man, 14-man league. Something- Nick Foles? Yeah, Nick Foles actually he's he threw third string. Yeah, and he threw for 142 yards. And Andy Dalton has not looked good, which almost begs the question: Will Nick Foles maybe become QB one with uh, Fields in in uh, backup? Because Andy Dalton has not looked great, in my opinion, in his preseason. Uh, again, it is preseason, but I mean considering you know what he was kind of working with with the cowboys and everything i feel like he should be in a better position as a qb1 considering what you know uh it was preseason and uh nick Foles looked pretty good so it, it almost kind of begs a question of where does he lie or does he maybe get traded somewhere else uh if if anything i would say nobody's in a deep enough league where they've got to grab somebody from the bears no, honestly, no, if, you're, if but, you're in that deep of a league, you better draft a QB earlier so you don't get stuck with that situation. Um, in all honesty, I would say Andy Dalton's going to be the starter week one. I very easily see Nick Foles coming in and being QB two, 
once Andy Dalton loses the starting position, it's going to be Fields, Foles, Dalton. At least for a little bit. If Fields starts sucking, Foles is going to step in. They're not going to go back to Dalton. So if you're in a deep enough league where you have to have one of those guys, grab Dalton first. And then when you hear that Dalton's being moved to second, grab Fields immediately. Do not wait. Um, if you even suspect it, do it a week early. Um, because Fields, as soon as he starts, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some fanboy, fanboy, fangirl, you know, whatever, in your league that's going to say, oh my gosh, Fields is going to play. I'm going to grab him. He might even be my starter over somebody like Matt Ryan. Um, I would say that situation, I would not grab in the draft. I would not draft a Bears player unless I'm in such a deep league where it's necessary. Um, that would just be too hard of a situation. Uh, so I would not suggest it. Um, no, but I'm just saying it, it does. It does also bring up a question. He could somehow get moved up to QB one, or if he were to get traded, he could end up in a backup position where God forbid later in the season, somebody gets hurt. He might come out and make a run. It could happen. I'm just saying, uh, not to draft him, but I'm just saying for later in the season, that could be an entire possibility. Um, I do have a question for you though. What? Sorry, I didn't know you were expecting an answer. Okay, what? <laughs> okay. Uh how you feeling about drafting Jamar Chase right now? Uh, okay. Let me let me add this. I did not draft Jamar Chase. I drafted LaVisca Chenault. And then I was like, eh, Oh, right, right, right. I don't really like Chenault. <laughs> and then I picked the the, I scooped him. Well. And so then I dra- and then I, so I swapped Chenault for Chase. <sighs> Honestly, dude, if I could make it happen, I might try and trade Hayden DeAndre Swift for Jamar Chase because I don't know if he's going to do well. There's no way like that that trade is going to go through. There's no way that you're going to get Jamar Chase. I for, know. I know. And I, if you I, could, I, I think I'd have to veto that just on the grounds of you would have to sweet. I'd, at least right now, I don't see any consistency for that to work. Uh, I know. And, and, and he's gonna, not I'm trending gonna well. I'm going to hold on to him. Uh, for a couple weeks, if I see that Tyler Boyd uh, is doing better, I'll swap Chase for Boyd. I don't know. I'm going to just wait. I'm going to hope he does well. But granted, I've got a deep wide receiver in the room. Now I've got Diggs and Brown, AJ Brown and Tyler Lockett. I don't need to play Jamar Chase yet. I'm fine for now. We're going to see how it goes. Um, hopefully he's got it figured out by by a, one of my bye weeks. We're, we're going to see. Um, but, you know, Jamar Chase, Marquise Brown are kind of those wide receivers that I'm watching and kind of being like, might have to waiver some of these guys because I don't know what I'm going to do if they just suck. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with them. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, and, you know, something else that I want to bring up, uh, you know, so we saw Carson Wentz had his foot injury. Now he's on the reserve COVID list. Um have you uh have you ever getting or have you ever gotten uh kind of the thought of what would happen if um I'm totally blanking on his name now that I have to say it. Uh Andrew Luck, if he were to come back, what could happen? You know, I saw something like that today on Facebook that Andrew Luck was coming back. Granted, it's Facebook, it was an image. I don't know if it's a real thing or not that he's wanting to come back or something. <sighs> I think he would want to go back to the Colts. 
if the Colts wanted him and Carson Wentz was out for some reason for like a lot longer, you know, and it made sense. Problem is they've got uh, Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger who are arguably both doing really, really well. So it would be really tough. Um, I think a team that would need it would probably be somebody like the Cowboys would grab Andrew Luck or, you know, the yeah. Raiders even. Oh, those, um, those but could even be the Raiders, solid. I think they like Nathan Peterman after the preseason. So, um, yeah, actually, Pick City, you know, the capital of Pick City, I think Peterman would probably be better than Luck at this point. I don't even know if he's still in shape. Uh, you got to think, though, he probably has. Or if he's thinking about making a return, he's going to find some way to get in shape. But that also brings up another question that I would tie back into Andrew Luck being a good fit. So the Broncos named Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback over... Yeah. Uh, totally blanking his name now. Um Do you know what I'm talking Drew about? Lock? Yeah, Drew Locke. Sorry. I kept thinking Andrew Luck, but Locke. Uh, so uh, I think it could be interesting because if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't do well, I mean, you know, he's had some injuries and things, and, you know, he did he he did look good, though, with the Saints. Um, but he didn't – I don't think he – I guess he looks kind of like the best of a bad situation with the Broncos right now. And uh, it could be interesting if Andrew Luck were to come back and he were to go to the Broncos, kind of pull a Peyton Manning type deal going on there, except Peyton never retired and, yeah, you know, didn't didn't play like Andrew Luck. But uh, that could be interesting, uh, especially considering we know they've got uh, some interesting running back stuff going on there. Uh, Noah Fant, you know, he kind of had a little bit of an injury going on there and they got Cortland. So, I mean, could be, Sutton back. Could be Gordon, a good situation. Devontae Williams. Yeah. And Jerry Judy. They've got a good offense. Um, you know, is the QB situation going to be good enough? I think Bridgewater will give just enough time. I mean, that's what I was seeing in the preseason games with Bridgewater. Is he's giving enough time for the play to develop um, by getting that space from the from the crashing D-line that he was able to just really create that space and give give his guys enough time to, you know, to complete the plays. So, so uh, I just I think Bridgewater is a good choice for now. Yeah, so... Uh... The, during in, in the battle that happened there between Bridgewater and Locke, uh, he had an 84% completion rating, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. And that was enough to get him at least to the week one starting position. So, I mean, knowing Andrew Luck, if he was in shape and, he, you know, he was able to get back up to, to where he was, uh, you know, kind of when he was, you know, well, let's say let's let's say he got back close to his prime. Um, he could arguably probably start there for the Broncos. So that may, you know. That could be a situation where, uh, you know, maybe you would consider drafting him if he had been on the Broncos. Uh, but also, it adds extra value uh, if you have Jerry Judy or you know, uh, you have uh, Cortland. So I mean, you know, those are those are some good pieces there that could that could add value if that happens. So if you have them and you see, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, the Broncos get a different quarterback, uh, that could add some value, particularly if it was Andrew Luck. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting. I mean, obviously, it's all skeptical right now, you know. Um, but, you know, we're going to see. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, preseason's over. We're going to start jumping into, you know, NFL, and I'm glad it's back. Um, you know, we've got a week, a little over a week. We can, you know, we got 10 days. So it's going to be very, very fun. Yep, I'm super excited for it. Again, if you guys want to hear us talk about anything on the show, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. We'd be more than happy to give you guys fantasy advice, or if you just have uh, something that you know you want to talk to us about, you know, we're more than happy to talk about it on the show. Uh, 
Michael, you got anything else you want to add? No, thank you guys so much for listening. Yep, and y'all have a good night.